Good morning, Tappers. Good morning, Tappers. <gasps> if I do that, I'll start coughing. Oh my god. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Crime on Tap. Megan, I think what everybody wants to know immediately is how are you feeling? What's going on? Are you still COVID positive? What's the scoop? So I did take a test earlier today, probably around like one o'clock, and I am still testing positive. (gasps) Positive. It's like, doesn't want to leave your body. (laughs) It's not just like, oh, I love it here. I don't know why. I have nothing to offer (laughs) it. Like, it's so warm. It's like. (laughs) Squishy. You know. Yeah, nothing's coming out because she's not going to the bathroom. It's like we're staying here forever. But I am how it is now is even if you test positive five days after your first positive result, you can go back to work. So I'll be going back tomorrow, which I'm like, I don't know how much energy I'm going to have. I said I said to the woman, I was like, I'm so I'm not going to be at 100 percent. So if you want me to come in, I need you to know that. You cannot give me tasks to do. <laughs> you know, is every is are people because I know some people like abuse the whole COVID thing, but like, is anybody at your work like thinking you're faking it or whatever? Um, not that I, I mean, I hope not, because I okay because three other women at work have COVID, so I feel like they're probably like, oh, that that probably makes sense. Yeah. Because we had a little situation at Worky where our photographer was like, hee hee, oopsie, I got COVID. Like, she just started working with us for, like, it was, like, the second week. And she was like, oh, I got COVID on a Friday. And then on Monday, it was gone. <laughs> yeah, she shouldn't like, have come back. I'm like, I don't know if it works that quickly. And I don't know why you're fucking here. So, yeah. And she actually... <laughs> I don't know if I told you guys this. She got let go like a couple weeks ago. Oh, I didn't <laughs> because know because she was like, she was just like not showing up. She was just like not like communicating. Like, hey, I'm going to be out. Like, she just wasn't like showing up, and she was also like stealing time. Um, like mm-hmm. we kind of caught her. My boss like was asking me questions, and he was like, "That's all I need to know." Uh-oh. And found out that she was like clocking in for a later time than she was actually. Or for an earlier time than she was actually showing up for. That's actually really common. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like if you're going to steal time from, like, such a small business where it's like our boss doesn't really have the money to be, like, you know, this isn't Amazon where you can do that shit. Right. And you're just a number in a factory so no one knows. Right. Like, Yeah. So, her ass got caught and she got booted. So, it is what it is, girly. Yeah. Well, she was definitely lying because I... I mean, unless she was asymptomatic, but then why would she test? Like, yeah, yeah. she was definitely lying. She wouldn't have been able because I think because I remember you telling me that I think even back then the rules were stricter. Like you had to have a negative test to return to work. Right now you don't have to anymore. Yeah, I mean, just from our experiences working with her, we knew it was all bullshit because everything she said was all bullshit. And she had she was one of those people like everybody has this girl in high school. Who showed up every week with a new injury, oh my God, or she yes. had the knee brace on? Yep, the crutches. This was this girl. Yeah, she had something wrong with her every single week. A new diagn—I'm not even kidding. She had diagnoses every single week. 
it was just like never ending with her. Like there was always something wrong. See, I've and always I'm like, wondered what happened to those girls after high school. And I guess my answer is that they just keep pulling their shit. <laughs> right. They go from job to job and it just doesn't end. I'm like, you literally get paid a good amount of money to take photos of clothes. I'm like, why would you fuck this up? <laughs> yeah, that seems like her, her personal problem. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no offense to your creative writing major, but for her, this was a pretty good income for her major in that she's something where she could, like, work towards something else, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, why would you fuck that up? You're f- stupid. Some people This isn't that her. demanding of a job. I'm sorry. <laughs> relax. But relax nonetheless i'm doing great i'm waiting for COVID's kiss at any moment i feel like it's coming <laughs> you know it's been a while now and people are like starting to like not think about COVID. so that's like the moment it strikes you know the worst yeah, you you're, like, you're feeling down. it <laughs> exactly so um we're hoping for a speedy recovery megan we're glad you're getting back to worky i mean i'm sure you're not glad you're going back to worky <laughs> well it'll be good for me to get into routine again and not just like lay in bed you know so Right. Well, we're hoping for a speedy recovery, but happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Crime on Tap. We are here with another classic episode. We haven't done a classic in, I want to say it was probably about two weeks now. We're like (laughs) finally getting back on our game here. Megan's recovering. So we're getting back into the classic episodes here on Crime on Tap season two. Um, A little anchor update. We are now down to 27 unique listeners, a live count that I just did. So we lost two listeners in a week. So I don't know where you guys went, but like, what the fuck? But come on back. Come on back, you know, share with your family and friends. Let them know about the podcast. We've been saying this for two years now, just about. So if you haven't already, then I mean, now's the time. So share it you never know yeah five star reviews to give us the algorithm boosty mm-hmm. and the boots is real we proved it we need those five stars to get the algorithm boost right it's just the secret is keeping the boost is right is what we've the boost is <laughs> if you have nothing left to say shawnee how about we get into the poor before the poor <gasps> Ooh, you me to it today you're on it oh and it's actually the actual real poor before the four so I know it actually is. So today on the pour before the four, I have my. Can you hear that? ASMR. Yeah, you put it right up to the mic, so I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how you could not. <laughs> <laughs> but I got my coffee today. Coffee by Patrick. You know, it's the best when it's served to you cold. Mm-hmm. Just like revenge, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> best served iced cold. Mm-hmm. I just have. Some Wawa. No emergency oh. in it because I got to save my emergency packs for when um, I'm working to give me that algorithm boost. So, <laughs> Right. To give you that boost to pick up the phone and yell at some old ladies. Yeah. They're usually. <laughs> usually. Yeah. <laughs> got a couple I'll old crotchetties, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, every place has those. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, as long as it's just like a couple, then it's fine. You could deal with them. Right. Exactly. Not every single one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm Megan, I'm glad you're not overdosing on your vitamin C anymore. Right? <laughs> you're back to your water, so that's good. Do you have your taste back? Is that back yet? Not really. 
I'm like, oh, man, the, I'm, this is why I'm like really dreading the COVID kiss because I'm like, I love food. I love tasting. I love everything. So it would really be really a downer on me if I had it right now. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sucks. That's probably the worst part is because like I can't even have like comfort food to comfort me because I can't taste it. Okay, I heard about these testing things. Well, I've heard about like techniques. I think it's called parosmia. That's like the the side effect or whatever. And it's when you lose your taste and smell. And there's ways to like train yourself to get it back. And you can buy like these kits on like Amazon. And they're just like little like droppers, almost like poppers. Oh, <laughs> going to the clerk. Yeah, the clerk. But you just like sniff it. And it will, like, help train your nose. Or I've heard, like, if you drink coffee or, like, anything you eat, you smell it first. Like, let the smell sit into your body. You taste it. And then you smell it again. And you're, like, training your body, like, back how to smell, like, these smells or something. I don't know. Like, I can smell, like, strong stuff and taste strong stuff. But the subtle, the subtle notes of things, I, I can't taste them right now. Can you smell your farts yet? I will, since I haven't been eating anything, I don't fart or poop. So <laughs> I haven't had the luxury. <laughs> um, oh my God, that was the one thing that Patrick took from the last po- podcast. From the last podcast was he's like, he, 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 Megan pooped and she didn't know if it stunk or not. And Nick had to go after her and he, she, she had to tell him like, oh my God, I don't know if it stinks. <laughs> I'm glad that was his favorite word. I'm like, that's all you took out of the podcast? It's a very like boy, not man, boy thing to take away. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, we're all hoping you get better, get your taste back. But Megan, I think if you have nothing left to say, I think it's time that we kick it into gear because hot toppies are here. Hello. Hello. Knock, knock. We're back. So I'll go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this, I didn't even know about this. Did you know that Nicki Minaj's father died in February of 2021 in a fatal car accident? wait no in long island yeah i feel like we all would have heard about this is this like something the media kept under wraps well the person who did it was a businessman named charles polovic so i'm wondering if he was like "Ooh, i'm rich so like they kept it under wraps oh wow because the article that i found is just talking about the trial and how he pled guilty so this happened in Long Island in New York in February of 2021. This man is about 100 years old. No, he's not. How old is oh, he? God. He's 71. Okay. Yeah. I mean, have we talked about this before? Like, old people need to, like, retake their driver's test, like, once a year. Absolutely. And I feel like this shows because he right. he hit um, Nicki Minaj's father, whose name is Robert Mirage. And he was just walking along the road, hanging out. and He was a walking... Yeah, he was, he was probably, like, on a walk. You know, like, old people like to walk. Yeah, they do. So he so he hit Robert, um, got out of his car, and looked at Robert on the ground. But he got back in his car and drove off. He didn't call 911. And he put his car in the garage, locked the garage, and covered it with a tarp. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah, so... I mean, if there's any sign that he's trying to hide something, I think the tarp says it all yeah so it was it was a hit and run <laughs> yeah and he actually he pled guilty to the hit and run and also pled guilty to tampering with evidence by tarping his car 
Oh my god. Oh yeah, because the car was evidence. Right. So Mirage, Robert Mirage didn't die. He was 64. He didn't die that day, but he died the next day in the hospital. So you're telling me that if he didn't drive away, he could be alive right now? Yeah, essentially, yeah. If he had gotten help instead of like a bystander seeing him on the ground and calling, like if he had called himself, yeah, he probably wouldn't have died. Is there anything, what's going on now? Is there a story now? Yeah, so the story now is Nikki and her family are outraged because mm-hmm. he, he won't be sentenced until August 3rd, but um, the judge who is overseeing it, Judge Howard Sturm, not Howard Stern, Howard Sturm. <laughs> I was like, wait, I didn't know he was a judge. <laughs> yeah, he should not be a judge. <laughs> <laughs> no. But he said that Polvik is not going to get more than one year in jail. And he's going to get a suspended license, not like it taken away forever, just for a certain period of time and community service. That's fucked up. So Carol and Nikki are like, what the fuck? This man killed my husband, killed my father, and he's not even going to see much jail time at all. Right. I say follow the money. Well, yeah, because when I saw that he was an, he's probably some old white businessman and has the money to pay. Right. Which is interesting because Nicki Minaj's family has the money to pay. Well, I'm thinking that like he has an in with the fucking judge or the police or he's like massive anonymous donations to like the police or something, you know? Or something like that to Yeah. Because I feel like what he did, that was a pretty serious sentence. Like or what he did. He, I mean he killed a man, yeah. But I don't know if, because the it's not an open court, you know. So like with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, we hear every single word they say, you know. So we don't know right. everything that was said in court. But there is a quote from Polvik's lawyer, Mark Gann, who said it's the hit and run is completely out of character, and he they feel really bad, and he feels remorse for any. I love this for any role he played in his death. It's like you mean the role. You you are the reason. Yeah. And so apparently they part of the defense was that it suggested that Polvik has some medical problem that made him not fully aware of what he was doing. Elder elderness? <laughs> and I'm thinking <laughs> elderly? So you you don't know what to do when you hit a man with a car, but you're still gonna drive the car? Yeah. So the full sentencing won't come out until August 3rd, but Nikki and Carol Mirage are just very displeased with it. And even the DA, the district attorney for Nassau County, which is like the Long Island County, um, said Mm -hmm. that uh, given the severity of the defendant's conduct, we disagree with sentencing commitment from the court. Courts are so confusing. Like, I don't know how they work because like, you know, like all these things in like America and then like. One random court in, like, South Dakota, a judge can make this ruling, and, like, it affects some court in Long Island. Like, I don't understand how the process works or, like, how courts have, like, power for things that, like, are not really they're involved with, you know? Well, it's like we have a set th- – like, I feel like we try to have a set thing, like, a drug charges this much, a murder case is this much, whatever – but then it's just there's always exceptions. So it's like, what's the point? Right. Can we all be held to the same standard? I don't know. There's always loopholes. Just like the tax code. <laughs> you there's and ways t- around everything. <laughs> you and your taxes and financials. <laughs> oh, I have a story about my taxes. I'm a delinquent. Oh, my God. Okay. But I pay my taxes. <laughs> I've always paid my taxes. Last year, or maybe it was two years ago, 
I started working with a new accountant. I've always done my taxes and I've always done other people's taxes where the money is direct deposited from your bank account. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a refund from the state of New Hampshire and I was paying into the federal government. So I saw the refund come in from New Hampshire state and I assumed like the money would just be taken out for my federal because I had to pay in that year. And apparently it never did because I got a letter the other day saying that my federal refund this year was being applied to money that I owed from 2020. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what do I owe? Like, I've paid all this money. Yeah. Like, I've paid so much in taxes for my business and me and everything. I'm like, what more do they want from me? So I messaged my accountant and he was like, well, did you mail a check in 2020? And I was like, what? No. Like, (laughs) I have never mailed a check. I've always had it direct deposited or like direct withdrawal. So I like look at the paper and I mean, it wasn't a small lump. It was like $2,000. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, I got to look into this. So I go on to like the IRS website and I didn't even know you can like make an account on there. And I follow all the steps, like verified who I am and everything. There it is. I owed all this money in 2020. It never got paid. I was accruing all this interest for late payment, like maybe like two or $300. That was just interest of money that I thought I paid, but I never did. So I'm like, are you like, what the fuck? And my accountant's just like, yeah, like you're just supposed to mail a check. Like, I don't know what the problem is. I'm like, the problem is, is like, I put on the tax form for it to be direct withdrawal. 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 My refund being deposited and the refund was deposited, but the withdrawal was not. Like, how was I supposed to fucking know that? Mm -hmm. So I was a delinquent for a year. I could have been cuffed and thrown in prison for tax evasion. See, they would have done that to you and not to like the billionaires that do it. I. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, you're really coming after me. Like, I'm just a little guy. Well, and also, why it's don't so they why don't they take all the money that the rich people owe out of their tax returns? Why don't they do that <laughs> right. to them? I don't get it. Like, I pay more in taxes than fucking Jeff Bezos. Like, that's so fucked up. Yeah, it is. <laughs> They're coming after me after me for the damn money. So this year was a expensive tax season for Sean. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I had to pay like multiple years in one. I thought I had all this money and I really didn't. Aww. So <laughs> that's all gone. But now I know I got to mail a check or whatever. So mm-hmm. I'm not on the, the hit list anymore, I guess, for the IRS. <laughs> the blacklist. Yeah. But I mean, you start shitting your pants once you start getting a letter from the IRS. I thought I was going to be audited because was that's like my biggest fear is being audited in my business. It's like, I don't know what they're going to ask for. And if I can't provide it, then... I got to pay all these fees and I'm just not trying to do that today. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess that's crime on tap news. Like I was like a criminal for a year and I didn't even know it. Oh my God. Crime on tap (laughs) starring Shawnee. (laughs) Oh my God. Your very own. (laughs) I got through it. So I guess we can move along here. (laughs) Okay. What is your story? (laughs) Your other story. You're the, you're the delinquent. We went through that. Yeah. Next. Well, I have, a couple stories here I wanted to talk about. They both involve child deaths and murders. So I got a little theme going on here. <laughs> um, great theme. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of randomly happened. It was so quirky and crazy of me. So my first story here involves a mom by the name of Trin 
Nguyen. It's that classic. Where's that last name from? You know what I'm talking about? The N G U Y E N. Oh, I thought it was pronounced like Nguyen or Wen. Oh, yeah. I think that's how you say it. Because our audio guy at work that also got fired. <laughs> Damn. Man, like, I am just holding on by a thread. I was just going to um, say, you're dodging bullets. I know. I really am. I don't know how I'm still there. But that was his last name. And he told me he is Vietnamese. And he said that, like, whoever took over Vietnam or something, okay, do not quote me on any of this, but he changed everybody's last name to the same thing. So that's why all of these people from, like, Vietnam all had the same last name because this, like, emperor changed everybody's last names to what his was. So I was like, oh my god, that's so interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. So so you don't even know if you're marrying your cousin or not. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's crazy. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. The mother's name was Trin Nguyen, or how you say it? Nguyen, or Wen? Nguyen. Nguyen, and she was age 38, and she lived in Pennsylvania. The headline reads, Mom charged with killing sons, planned murder for a week. So on the so on May 2nd, Trin shot both of her kids in the head while they were sleeping. One was age 13, and one was age 9. Also on May 2nd, later that day, and I'll get into why she did it a little bit later. I mean, there's no clear motive as to why she did it, but there's a good thinking as to why she did it. Theory. Um, theory, yes. There's a good theory. There's a good thinking. <laughs> I was letting you roll with it. It's okay. <laughs> so later that day on May 2nd is when police arrived because Trin walked over to her neighbor's house with a with a box. In this box was a box of photos that she asked him to give to her former husband. So she had an ex-husband. This neighbor is not just any random person. The neighbor was a nephew of her ex-husband. So she walks over to the house and she's like, Hi, like, I want you to have this box of photos of probably the family, the kids, and give it to her ex. He was like, okay, like, this is strange as fuck. Like, why are you giving me this box? So he goes to turn around And she points a loaded gun at his head when he turns around and pulls the trigger twice and nothing happens. So as he's like hearing like, oh my God, she's trying to fucking shoot me. He rustles her to the ground and takes the weapon and she drives off in her Toyota minivan. (laughs) Um, This story, like it's so bizarre and wild. So he calls the police, like, of course, and in a statement, from police trin is caught a couple hours later where she's found to be in new jersey where she drove there trying to obtain narcotics um in which she ingested and failed a suicide attempt so it's like she killed her kids and i don't understand why she was giving him a box of photos when she was also trying to kill him at the same time well yeah that's what i was thinking too maybe then oh when they come to the crime scene they'll see the photos and give them to my ex-husband i don't know right well i think there's a lot more to it because she was definitely planning something as the headline read like she was planning some big thing here that i don't think she like thoroughly thought out because she was also like on drugs and like Mm -hmm. there was heroin packs of heroin and cocaine found in the minivan there was also another loaded 38 caliber gun in the car this is where it gets interesting. There was a, there were swabs of blood and a note on the dashboard that read, Please call 911. My children are dead in their beds. 
So that's another clue that we're getting here that like she was kind of like trying to like plan something where I don't know if she, you know, I think she wanted to kill her kids and then also kill herself and make it seem like it wasn't her that did it. Was she going to try to frame the nephew and then be like, oh, he killed himself or something? Maybe. It's just like there's so much going on here because there's even more. So as I've been in the headline, she had planned this for over a week. So after they arrived, I mean, after they arrested her and then when they went back home to find the kids shot in the head in which they weren't dead initially, they were brought to the hospital and they were kept on life support until they could find organ donors. So they were just keeping their bodies like alive so then they could use their organs to like help other people, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works, but like that's what the report said. But at the house, they found a handwritten will that Trin had written with instructions on what to do with her ashes, as well as as well as those of her sons. And the will was also signed by her. So this will was written a week prior on April 27th. So I'm like, she's writing all these notes. There's so many things going on here. She's giving a box of photos to her nephew. She's got a note in the car. She's trying to kill herself. Like, what? I don't understand what's going on here, and nothing is adding up. Yeah. I don't know what she's planning. What what her end goal was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Just drug, drug-fueled drug craziness that we just can't wrap yeah. our heads around. I think she was trying to do... I think she had too many different plans in her head, and she couldn't pick one at the end of the day here. So she did all three? <laughs> I think she knew in the end she was going to kill her kids. And this is the only motive right now as to why they think she killed her kids. But still, it's not like, it doesn't seem like it's good enough. So apparently, by reports of the Daily Mail, I love the Daily Mail. <laughs> the DailyMail.com has reported, and they can confirm that she was $11,000 overdue on her rent. Also, um, it's clear that she was struggling with drug abuse. And she was being evicted from her home and was told to vacate her home on May 3rd. And May 3rd is one day before her sons were shot because she shot them on May 2nd. Mm -hmm. So it's assuming that like May 2nd was going to be the day all along. She was was $11,000 overdue on her rent and she was being evicted. She might have thought like, oh, this is the end. Like there's no getting out of this. Also, with drugs involved, I'm sure, I mean, she was probably just, like, in a manic. But um, that's the only motive right now that they're thinking, like, well, what? it was going to be a suicide murder, but whatever. Where's, like, the ex-husband in all of this? Is he also, like, bad news? Is that why he doesn't have custody of the kids? Like, if she has drug problems or she's like, oh, once we're evicted, he's going to have the kids and I'd rather the kids be dead than him have the kids or something like that? Or I don't have the full story, but I do remember reading something about the ex-husband and as to why he didn't have the kids. But I don't think it was anything, like, crazy. Mm. But it, in the report, it did say she filed for divorce, like, last year. So she was only divorced for a year, which that, you know, that could have, I hate to say it, but like led her on a path, you know, maybe she was like emotionally abused. Maybe she was also maybe physically abused in the relationship. And the only way out of it was to divorce him. And then maybe she ran to drugs as her comfort and couldn't afford to keep, take care of her kids as a single mom. 
I don't know. Maybe there's a lot more factors into this in the past that we just don't know about right now. Right. And maybe the article is painting her as being like this deranged mom who like killed her kids in bed. But maybe there was a lot more to it that wasn't really her fault. Yeah, because it's definitely not adding up. So we'll have to keep tabs on it and see how the story progresses. Yeah. So she's currently, she was denied bond and she is due in court on May 23rd. So, I mean, she will definitely be kept in one of our update episodes because I'm kind of curious to see. I think I want to know more. I don't care what she gets. I mean, she's clearly going to prison for like the rest of her life. Right. But (laughs) I want to see if she gives any more intel as to why she did this. I think that's interesting. Yeah. But that's my first story, Megan. So kicking it to third gear. Kicking it into third gear. Since your stories are a little heavy, I have like a fun, little fun, (laughs) goofy, haha, silly story. Oh, yeah. I really brought it on thick today. Yeah. So (laughs) this is is Florida man behavior, but it's a Texas man. Oh, I love that. That's like a... It's like a personality trait. Yeah. <laughs> to, to just be <laughs> wild and crazy. Yeah. Oh, it's like an aesthetic. That's what it is. <clears throat> so this took place in Port Arthur, Texas. And mm-hmm. the man in question is Marcus Hubbard. Oh, my God. What? Is that L. Ron Hubbard's like relative? You know who L. Ron Hubbard is? Yeah, the father of Scientology. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. I bet they're related. If he's that cookie. They could be. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> there's a photo of him and he, he he sure is walking fast. He may have some like alien DNA in him or something. <gasps> he Marcus Hubbard is currently wanted for burglary of a building. So he's the man that is accused because there is footage of him, like security footage of a person's home. He is at large. They have not caught him. Oh. So this took place last month where he took a lawnmower from the person's home and started mowing their front and backyard. Okay. <laughs> like Can in, he do mine? Le- right? Like <laughs> <laughs> And he did this in the middle of the night without the owner's consent. They wanted it very maybe they were like they have a strict schedule, like hair washing, and it's like every few days and he was like messing with their schedule. Yeah. So they called the police, and when he arrived, he fleed the area. So for context, this is a stand-up mower, okay? This isn't like a sit-down John Deere. This is a stand and push. This is like manual labor here. Right. He's like, he's putting in the, he's like, if I'm going to steal this lawnmower, I'm at least going to give them a fresh cut. Right, yeah. So understand that. He flees. <laughs> so when the authorities arrive, he flees the area and literally br- drags the lawnmower with him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I just did all that. I'm taking it, too. <laughs> well, and it's very interesting. It's like, how fast can this man go while he's carrying a lawnmower to evade police, right? Right, yeah. But he eventually, when he got into an alley, he ditched a lawnmower, probably too much weight at that point. Yeah, dead weight. <laughs> and bolted and was able to evade arrest and the police. So, f- interesting. So, people in Port Arthur, Texas, keep your wits about you. Keep your lawnmowers locked up in your little garages. <laughs> Sheds. And they're asking the public to report any information. And they also said you could be eligible for a cash reward. So, like, <gasps> oh my God. Open your wallets, open your eyes. I mean, I can't believe they're really like doing the most right now to catch a lawnmower thief. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that he ditched a lawnmower. 
Like, so really, right. so really, he just mowed someone's lawn without their consent. And you really think he's going to do that again? Like, he almost got his ass caught. So I, because he has been previously wanted for burglary of, like, an apartment building. So he does know how to burgle. Burgle, <laughs> I guess. So it's like, like a bugle? I really don't know if his intention was to burgle. I mean, he's going to get caught eventually. Yeah. If he's a serial offender and he's not the best at it, then it's, his time is going to come. Well, he was able to evade police while holding a stand-up lawnmower, so I feel like he at That's least true. has some, like, athleticism to him. This got to be a small town or something where there was, like, one cop on the fucking prowl, and he was like, I need backup. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do all this myself. And he's, like, eating too many donuts, and so he's, like... <laughs> I mean, I thought, like, if there's, like, a chase, there's, like, the helicopters coming in, like, we're gonna get this guy no matter what. We're not gonna lose him. I mean, I guess they're like, oh, we'll get him next time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, they're probably like, he'll do it again, so we'll just get him next time. But well, yeah. Megan, is that all you got for third gear? Yeah, so third gear was just, like, a little something light to, like, help with... Because this next story is pretty disturbing, y'all, so... Oh, yeah, it's, like, really fucked up. Like, I'm excited to talk about it. So, like, think about the lawnmower man while you're going through this. <laughs> like, there are good Samaritans out there that just want to mow your lawn. Yeah. Alrighty, so into fourth gear here, we have another child death, unfortunately. This one involves a northwestern Wisconsin girl... Um, age 10, Lily Peters. Now, Megan, I sent you this article maybe a couple weeks ago, and then you got COVID and then I like, pushed the story back. But like, I'm glad we pushed it back because more stuff has come out about it and we're learning more about it like every week. So thanks for getting COVID. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> oh, yeah. My pleasure. My pleasure. <laughs> and we do everything here for the tappers. So. Right. Your um your virus is commendable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but Miss Lily Peters was age 10 and she was found dead in, oh my God, what was the name of the town? She was found dead on a trail in Chippewa Falls in late April. So the main suspect that originally when it came out, the whole headline was reading a 14-year-old boy named Carson led this 10-year-old girl into the woods and brutally raped her and then strangled her and punched her and killed her with a stick or something. But later on, we found out that this was actually her cousin, which is even more fucked up, that her cousin is raping her and sexually assaulting her and then killing her. You know, that's just like adds to the whole factor here where it's just like disgusting. Well, it's also disgusting. It's like that a kid is doing that to another kid. It's like, what's going on? I mean... I feel like, of course, that's really rare. And in those cases, usually the child offenders were victims of sexual abuse and assault themselves. Right. Oh, my God. You're like, I'm assuming that happened, but I'll get into that at the end because there is a connection there, like a familial connection. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's just like overall just very disturbing. The ages, the relation, yeah, the manner, just so all right so according to a report lily peters was reported missing by her grandmother on april 24th um after she failed to return home to her aunt's house in chippewa falls the next day her body was found by searchers in the area so it literally took a day to find her body so carson didn't do a great job of like disposing of it or hiding it i mean he's um, 14 he probably didn't think that far ahead <laughs> right so apparently Carson was brought in to to uh, the 
station, he openly admitted to detectives that he was riding his hoverboard alongside Lily on a trail in Chippewa Falls and that he intended to sexually assault and kill her. So he even admitted to planning this whole attack to rape her, to assault her, and to kill her. So this wasn't just a freak thing. He was planning to do it. Well, I guess they they didn't have to work too hard for a confession out of him. I know. He was, like, happy to fucking tell him everything. Maybe he, in a sick way, was like, ooh, look what I did. I'm a big boy. Like, I'm an adult man. I can commit atrocities, too. I don't know. Right. So it is said that he asked uh, Lily to leave the trail and explore the woods with him. And apparently he was, like, kind of an odd kid. I'll get into more later, but his father was sent to prison and he didn't get along with his mother and his grandmother also had custody of him. And his grandmother came out and said that he was never the same once his father was sent to prison. Mm-hmm. So that might be a factor in to why he acted in this way. You know, there's probably a lot of other reasons too, like mentally, I don't know. But how she died was he punched the victim, Lily, multiple times in the stomach knocked her to the ground, essentially strangled her, hit her with a stick, and strangled her to her death, and then he sexually assaulted her. So he killed her first and then raped her. So um, did he he did necrophilia? Yeah, he must be into that shit. Ooh, Man, it's just so, worse and worse and worse and worse. <laughs> and Carson, from reports from the detectives, says, I mean, he's just telling him everything here, He says he became scared and left the scene of where Lily's body was on the trail, but he later returned to cover up her body with leaves to try to hide it. I mean, bro, this, her body was found in one day. I don't think leaves are going to deter, like, (laughs) search dogs. Right. (laughs) Like, you know, you didn't think this one through. So, he's currently being tried as an adult. He has a $1 million bail, and he's currently being tried for... First degree intentional homicide, first degree sexual assault, and first degree sexual assault of a child under the age of 13. So, I don't know. How does this happen? Is this like certain states have certain laws where like, even though you're a juvenile, you can be tried as an adult if the crime is like so heinous enough, right? Right. Yeah. Like they've done that in child murder. Like that boy, I think it was in the 80s or 90s. He was like a redhead. And he, like, killed, like, a six-year-old boy, and he was, like, 12 or something. They tried him as an adult as well. Well, I mean, in this instance, I think it's appropriate. Yeah, I would agree. I I really hope Carson gets everything that's coming to him. And, I mean, he really has no life to look forward to at this point. Here's my controversial opinion. Just something (gasps) that occurred to me. Do you think pornography has, like had a factor in it because kids are so wrapped up in social media and on the online life like i think it was when you said he probably just went through puberty i'm thinking so he's exploring the internet and porn is getting more and more nasty and grotesque and abusive and maybe he like acted out that because you know i 14 they still don't 100 percent like disconnect fantasy and reality like maybe he wanted to do this and he fantasized about it but he never thought oh shit i'm gonna go to jail for this that didn't occur right i mean yeah i like i agree like his body is like pumping and he doesn't know what's going on he's going through puberty you know he's having like probably like testosterone rages like he needs to get like urges or something and again he's probably watching porn trying to figure out like what's going on here and he might have 
seen pornography that involved like you know like those kind of porn genres where like a mother or like a stepson or something is like depicted i don't know maybe he got like some fantasies of that like a rape fantasy like he doesn't know that they're acting sort of thing he's like oh right people do this it's like no this is acting <laughs> you're right so um, it's very interesting. I feel like you know more about this story than you're leading on because. Well, I read the article. Oh, did you? Did you? Do you know about his father? No, I guess I read okay, the so... original one from a long time ago. Because you're like a psychic. Oh, I must just be psychic then, because I didn't know. I didn't know that this was just my on <laughs> my honest to god thoughts. <laughs> so Carson's father, Adam Berger, is a convicted pedophile. Mm. He spent three years in jail and was caught with a stash of porn images of pubescent, prepubescent girls on his phone. The Daily Mail can report that some of the photos were depicting very young girls in spread-legged positions, and some of them were doctored with different comments, like disgusting, like, I don't even know what they said, but like something about like first get your dick in first ask get your dick in the first time or something like some stupid like title or something yeah like some stupid shit about being a young girl like being a virgin or something or like very young i don't know it's disgusting i try not to read it because i was like this is so gross i know and some of those images were doctored so he photoshopped his own face in some of these like young girl photos like disgusting and there was also four crack pipes found in his home. So that's where I'm thinking you're you're on the right path in this connection of his son Carson Carson watching porn when his father is a convicted pedophile who probably watched prepubescent porn of little girls and it just trickled down into his son. Right. I mean that was he was like, That's what I mean, that's what dad did, that's what dad liked you know right and the, the grandmother being like oh he was never the same after his dad went to prison made me think he idolized his dad well so then th there was documents i read this whole letter that adam wrote to the court or something because adam is out of jail he's currently on he's in a halfway house or something right now mm -hmm. and he was writing letters to the judge so when he actually gets out he could get custody of his son <laughs> and in the letters he was saying well, this was before his son did anything. Yeah. He was saying how him and his son have a great connection. His son is his entire life. They talk on the phone all the time. They talk about school. They talk about video games. And his son um, is every, everything to him. So I'm like, well, what is he telling his son? <laughs> yeah, that's a whole messed up situation. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That poor girl. There was this photo of her with, like, braids. Like, she was so cute. I don't know, like, it's so sad to see it happen. And that someone like this little girl who, like, had her whole life ahead of her had somebody in her family like Carson who would even have the mental instability to do this type of thing. Mm -hmm. Well, and then her, if that's her cousin, probably Adam is then her uncle. So her uncle and her cousin. Right. Which I think her, I think Adam had some influence on Carson in this whole thing. Like, maybe he talked to Carson about oh my god, isn't your little cousin Lily, like, the most beautiful darling girly ever? Like, you know, maybe he, like, put some things in his head yeah, about like, her. Yeah, like, oh, has your cousin, has your little cousin. 
yeah you know like gross like that yeah so i'm very interested in seeing how this story plays out we'll definitely keep you guys updated if we hear anything more i think this is one that's going to be in our little update series so we're going to keep an eye on it and i think that's all i have for this story megan so on that note (laughs) be sure to listen to us on apple spotify and the other ones Leave us a five-star review. Five-star review. Justice for Lily. Yes. Help us with the algorithm (laughs) boost so that we can get justice. (laughs) (laughs) And then tell your friends, families, and foes. Follow us on Instagram at CrimeOnTapPod. We try to update as much as we can. I have to say, during my COVID episodes, I did not. So I'm sorry. (laughs) I've been slacking too. I know... I, our biggest fan, Arthur Brand, is disappointed in us, mm. but Arthur will get back on the train real quick. Yeah, Arthur, we're we're going to get back <laughs> on it. We're going to post for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Megan, I think you covered it all. So, guys, we'll see you guys next time. Where, Where crime is always, always on tap. tap. <laughs> 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 Oh, there it is. There's the coffin. There she is. <laughs>